going on outside, no man is safe from. You could run, but you can't hide forever from these streets that we done took. You walking with your head down, scared to look. Greatest seven done it. You can learn from it. Dope game ran it. Rap game running. Street cred hunting. Nerd turn D-boy, not genetic makeup. Baby, I'm a G-boy. We can get high, but act funny and I'ma whip out And they gon' whip out and blow notes like Miss Chalet Cause you tried to jump the cypher and it goes this way I'm on and on you Domino, motherfucker, what's happening? All right, so back at it again for another one. This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast. This is the Domino Effect. And as always, I go by the name of Domino. Now, the guest that I have today, he co-founded one of the websites that I spent a lot of time on in the maybe late 90s, early 2000s or whatever. I remember being in Mr. Buddha's class, not doing any work, not giving a fuck about nothing. And I was on, let's see, I was on IGN, which was Game Sages back then. I was on one other site, and then I was on allhiphop.com, which kind of not shaped my love for hip-hop, but gave me more of an insight to what it is that I loved and just gave me more information that I didn't find anywhere else other than reading, like, the books inside the albums or whatever. So right now I got in the building. I got journalist and co-founder of allhiphop.com. We got Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw. What's good, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How's your day, bro? Uh, it's been a little hectic today. A little hectic today. Whenever it rains, things go crazy. The whole fucking city just yeah. wants to act up or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I hear you. All right, so uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Wherever the fuck you get your podcast, we are there. Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com. For any comments, questions, or concerns, if you want your question answered in the what segment, you can reach me there. That's Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com. So... My first thing to you, right? Like uh-huh. I said, I've been uh, on the website for about, what, 20 plus years now? It's been okay. up and running. Okay, okay. So, my first thing to you is uh, when you and Greg first started All Hip Hop, mm-hmm. what was the mission statement? Wow, that's an interesting <clears throat> phrase there, mission statement. I don't know if we had a mission statement. Mm-hmm. I think we were on a mission, though. I think we wanted to really get in the industry and make history. I think we were both destined to do that, and Mm. I think that we were vague about it. In some ways, I think we were um, what you would call anarchists as well, in that we were attempting to get into structures that were not open for us. Mm. So, for example, for me, a lot of my mission early on was to be in The Source, Double XL, and some of the other magazines that were popular at that time vibe right. as well mm-hmm. vibe wasn't as hip-hop as the other two mm-hmm. so my my dream at my formative years was to be the editor-in-chief of the source mm-hmm. and once that didn't happen mm-hmm. then we were on like a, a different type of mission mm-hmm. and so not to say it was anarchy really really but it was definitely we go we were going the opposite direction of those magazines Mm -hmm. so as a writer i was sharp real sharp um the opportunities were a little scarce early on they opened up later but by that time we were well on our way so we did the opposite online um than the magazines and people received it Mm. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, being that it's 2019 right now, do you think that you achieved that, what you wanted to with all hip hop? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, well, I think we have achieved that initial mission, whatever that was. You know, I think we've achieved that. Mm-hmm. I think now once you, you know, achieve one mission or accomplish one goal, you then see there's another goal or another goal right. or another goal. Mm-hmm. And the people who kind of came up off you have also, you know, they benefited from you kind of paving that way, that mm-hmm. pathway. So now you're like, oh, wow, we got to do something no one's ever done before. Or now what we did was is normalized and we have to do something that's different. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember that you did a TED Talk maybe like two years ago, right? Uh-huh. Planning is overrated. Uh-huh. Now, do you still feel like, feel like that today? Um, you say, you, you know, you had dreams of being like right. the source editor-in-chief. It was like things didn't pan out how you right. want. Now, you feel a certain way towards yourself or towards the industry or whatever. No, nah, I don't. Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think that to some extent, people, one, like I said in the story, like I had many dreams, many plans, many things that I set out to do, mm. and almost none of them worked the way I had planned. You know right. what I mean? So in that respect, no, I still agree and believe that planning is overrated. Right. But in some ways, from a business point of view in particular, um, Greg and I did not plan, I would say, enough. Mm. You know, we didn't plan for failure, for for quite frankly. Nobody Mm. really does. But when we hit some real, real rough patches, bruh, we weren't ready. All we had was our heart and soul, which got us through it. But it Mm. wasn't nearly enough mentorship there or... Mm. You know, enough preparation, you know, financially, we were going, you know, what you would say, balls to the wall. Mm. And then when the recession hit and other business challenges hit, we weren't ready, Mm. you know. So I would say that I would definitely strategize more around, you know, having that little nest egg or those revenue streams that are outside of your core, you know, all our Eggs were in one basket, if, mm. you, if you will. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. from that point of view, I definitely would say that uh, planning is not overrated, but too much is, is too never much a good is, thing. It's never a good thing. Yeah. Now, how does it feel to contribute to the death of magazines? <laughs> you know, <laughs> You kind of hey, fucked man, it up for a lot of people. Listen, listen, <laughs> like, like, listen. Like, like, the, like the domino fell, just like oh, right. all hip-hop, and then all these other magazines came. I mean, all these other sites came. Like I said, man, the anarchist in me, the the guy that loves to go against the grain, low-key loves it. Mm-hmm. The guy that loves to write and loves that physical piece of paper, books, whether it be books, whether it be magazines, whether it be comic books, mm. hates it. Right. I still have all my magazines. Mm-hmm. I still have all my comic books. Mm-hmm. I still have all my books. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have room for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's to the point now where, you know, obviously we have to embrace change. Mm. And I'm glad to have been on the forefront of that change. But a a, a big part of me hates that we don't read anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and even what we did, which was, you know, we were doing heavy editorial online. Mm -hmm. People don't even do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at who helped destroy that, whether it be social media or another what. Another way of transmitting, you know, information mm. is just not the same. Mm. Now, do you feel like all hip hop may have dropped the ball when it comes to digital content, being that you guys may have been or were the first like hip hop 
sight out there. You know, you got your like, yeah, like for example, like Complex when they mm-hmm. do like the the the, uh, the show they do, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Genius when they do like the lyric breakdown and shit mm-hmm. like that. I feel like all hip hop they should have been like on the forefront of like some of this online content, but it just seems yeah. like not that y'all fell behind, mm-hmm. but y'all just kind of well, stuck in y'all ways a little bit. Well, you know, if you if you if we're honest, well, I guess the short answer would be yes, but the long answer is that we did do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We did do Kaltura. Nobody knows what Kaltura is, but mm. that's what TMZ uses now. We okay. used Kaltura when they were at their infant stages. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the the long answer is that we did suffer, you know, the pitfalls of anybody that was at the forefront. Mm. And then other folks came through with more money or more resources or more expertise even, mm. and we're able to do it better than we did. If you look at all hip-hop and you chop us up into bitty pieces, you have every single thing that we were doing, everything that everybody's doing now, now. Mm-hmm. almost 20 years ago. But do you feel like you get your just do? Not at all. No, mm. not at all. Um, absolutely not. Why would they? I mean, the goal is to destroy what came before you. You know what I mean? Mm. That is the goal. Some well, that's the goal of yeah, some people. That's the goal of some, some people. people want to act like what they doing never existed before. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's like a hip hop thing. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's like that's a hip hop thing. Now we kind of try to pay homage to the earlier people a little bit more, but mm. it's not us even as a culture profiting off of that. You right. know, it's always someone from the outside that profits off of that. So, you know, all hip-hop has been kind of used and abused, and that's kind of something that we'll we'll probably talk about that in our book or talk about that in um, in some other form. Mm. But, you know, Complex knows, you know, no disrespect. But nah, we were part be, of be disrespectful. Because, <laughs> because it's like, nah, yeah, it's, yeah. if it is a hip-hop thing, it's, it's a lot of these young cats that don't respect the forefathers, whether it be like, you know, uh, for example, like Odd Future when they came out and, mm-hmm. they, and everybody was comparing them to Wu Tang, they was like, "Don't compare us to them old niggas." Yeah, and then, right. You know, and then you got new artists that come out and don't want to. Uh, you know, Ice Cube used to rap. I didn't know he used to rap. He's the acting guy, right? Yeah. So it's like you know, you got to acknowledge the forefathers, but you know, it's a lot of them, I guess, young, disrespectful people or that you know they feel like they're the first to ever do it. You right. just don't want to read a book or something. I don't know. Now uh, let's start from the beginning. Uh, right. Chuck, where you from? I'm originally from Delaware, my brother. Delaware. Delaware, man. Newark, Delaware. Born now, in Ri- born in Wilmington, raised in Newark. How was it growing up in Delaware? Um, Delaware is an interesting place, man. Um, first of all, it's a it's a nice place. Okay. Yeah. Real talk, it's a nice place, mm. and that's why there's such a migration to Delaware now from pe- people from New York and Philly mm. and other places too. Um, but I don't have any complaints about Delaware. Mm. Um, but my eyes were opened up through hip hop and comic books. Mm-hmm. The size of the world and the vastness of what could be done was opened up very, mm-hmm. very, very early okay. on what I wanted to accomplish and what there was to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. So no knock against Delaware. I love it. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I mean, I got nothing bad to say about it other than, well, I have some some opinions about Delawareans. Mm-hmm. And it all goes back to that openness you know mm. what i mean 
And a lot of people don't leave their town or their right. home or where they're from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, people here in New York never been to Philly. And I'm That's like, crazy. I'm like, yo, how you how have you never been to Philly? It's Brooklyn. Nigga. Or never been to like Queens. And shit. That's where, exactly. And that's exactly where I was yeah. going with it next. So that's not that's not something that's exclusive to Delaware. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I'm a conqueror at heart. I'm an overachiever at heart. So a part of me had to leave Delaware to get done what I wanted to get done mm-hmm. um later in life. But, you know, me and Greg and my brother and my best friend Chris and mm. others we were in Delaware doing hip hop right. in all of its forms in like mm. the the most grandest ways you can imagine. Everything that's why nobody to this day can really tell me anything because I did it mm. everything. And as a rapper, I was one of the best in the state. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, that said, when I was trying to you know get in the industry, mm. that was more challenging. Okay, you know, that was that was harder. Mm. Um, <clears throat> to accomplish but you know delaware real you know i'm a natural introvert i'm a natural shy dude mm-hmm. um so delaware might have been perfect for me in that respect but you always knew you wasn't gonna stay there yeah like, like i was i mean in college i lied to people i told people i was from new york yeah. you know what i'm saying Specific- i mean that's what you're doing you know you know yeah. you don't you don't sound tough saying you're from connecticut right you know right, right. <laughs> you're like, yeah, from connecticut okay yeah. right and then uh, you know what i'm saying so I mean, I love New York so much, man. It was where my heart was at. Mm. Um, in in a lot of ways, I wanted to be from Queens because a mm. lot of my favorites, you know, Queens was a suburban area. So mm. was Long Island. New, right. You know, a lot of Delaware suburban. Mm. So I, I related to EPMD, Run DMC, Public Enemy. Like those dudes are like my soul. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They like they're like. When I, when I talk about rappers that impacted me, those dudes, like, really, you know, even De La Soul, like, yeah. the weirdness was there, too. So, Delaware's a great place, you yeah. know. And so, um, you know, some of that migration has impacted what it looks like now. So, it's not mm. as nice as it used to be. Right. Because I hear that, you know, there's a hood everywhere, right? Yeah. So, it's like, because I was talking to somebody that's, he's originally from Rhode Island. So, you know, mm-hmm. you think of Rhode Island, that's, that's the smallest state in the U.S., but mm-hmm. you, you know, he's saying like, "Yo, people get clapped over there. Yeah. It's drug dealing. It's like, yo, you make the wrong right, it's right. a rap for you." Listen, let me let me just put this in perspective. Wilmington, Delaware, ver- hands down, per capita. I don't know the most updated statistics, mm. but per capita was on par with Chicago. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Sheesh. Per capita, per size, yeah. it's on par. There was mm. a. S- ABC was developing a show called Murder Town based mm. on Wilmington, Delaware. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's just to show the gravity of that yeah. situation. And so when I was coming up in my formative years, there's projects like Riverside. Um, I mean, you know, West Side of Wilmington. I mean, it, mm. it was bad then. But mm. we, you know, I'm from Newark, so we used to hang out and we used to go there. You know, the Jamaica Inn, the Thunder Guards, and places like that, which... Mm. Bruh, mm-hmm. cra- crazy. Like, <laughs> ODB played at the Thunder Guards one time. Oh, Old Dirty Bastard. That must have been crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't go. Oh. <laughs> I didn't go. Right. That's where you, that energy around the woo at that point. Nah, bruh. You make Old it sound Dirty. like the tunnel. <laughs> I'm saying it might be worse than the tunnel. Oh. Real talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Thunder Guards is a notorious biker gang type of situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So, you know, 
my 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 growing up was different. You right. know what I'm saying? I grew up around a lot of white people, a lot mm. of racism. Right. You know what I'm saying? We we had to fight for ours. You know, I know black people in New York never were called the N word. Mm. Well, I was. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I had to. You know, we had to protect our home in a lot of ways. My my family lived in a predominantly white area, but mm. my dad also had the the you know the the tools to fend off those type of races. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. So I had a mixture of a lot of different experiences growing up. Right. So I would assume that you never got mixed up in any of that street shit, nothing like that. You know, that's not that's not entirely true, man. You know, I had a lot of close calls in the 90s, man. Mm. And I thank God almighty that I didn't, that I had good friends mm. and that I didn't go the wrong way, man. You know, mm -hmm. we had a lot of temptations. Um, coming up in the 90s, you know, everything from drugs to guns to, you know, friends mm -hmm. that were not on that same course that you were on. Mm -hmm. um, same with Greg, you know, and um, same with most of my friends. Like, we were, you know, black men. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, young black men, you know, wanting to get it on, mm. sometimes to my own detriment, you know. Like, I almost got into a fight with a white dude who pulled a gun on me, and I was like, mm. oh, shit. Let me get the hell out of here. I'm not mm. built for this right here, right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I mean, sometimes you had to stand down. Like, I was ready to do whatever had to be done with my my hands. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. do I want to, though? <laughs> right. You know, so, you know, I thank God, like, a lot. Because mm -hmm. the young, the men that come up in this era, mm. it, it, it's even easier to fall into that. Definitely. Yeah. Because you feel like you got to be tough now with social media. You yeah. feel like you got to show a persona. You feel like you got to live a certain way in. Absolutely. That's not you. That's not. Just, that That wasn't yeah. even me at the time. But, you know, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's hard to say. I yeah. mean, listen, I'm all the, I, I was just telling somebody the other day, I'm, I'm, I'm the black unity dude always. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm always that black unity dude. I'm always the guy fighting for my people. Always you know, trying to do best for black people. Mm. But there were times when we would come outside of ourselves mm -hmm. and, you know. You might do something stupid. Yeah. 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 It's not, not necessarily you, but the people that you're running with. Absolutely. Could be indicative you Absolutely. Know, of what you're doing. So we weren't no punks, but we also, you know, were you know, I, I almost made up, made, made some major mistakes, man. I think but we all did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, you don't know about Rockefeller laws and you don't know about minimum sentencing mm -hmm. over a little piece of crack versus cocaine. Or mm -hmm. you don't know that you might be doing 25 for this little little thing of mm -hmm. crack, like right. this little exactly, bitty yeah. thing. Yeah, when it, go, when it goes from powder to rock, right. change, change the stipulations. Man, I know <laughs> I got so many friends that are in jail, so many dudes that are institutionalized. And it's it brings I mean it it, it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Middletown, Delaware. That's where I went to um, school. Middletown, Delaware. We were mm. bust forty five minutes from where I lived. Mm. And Middletown now is a nice place to live. Now, yeah. But back then, man, I got dudes that died over drugs. Dudes that were selling drugs, turned snitch, got murdered. Dudes that you know went to jail for many years, came out, tried to rap. Mm. I mean, dudes that were on crack, dudes, you know what I mean? Then their kids mm. are on crack. Right. I mean, it's a horrible cycle, man. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I don't know where we're going with that. I don't mean to be, 
no, to ahead. ramble to. No, go ahead. But Delaware, <laughs> Delaware is such a unique place, and the story has yet to be told. Mm. You know, and and we have, you know, and, and it hurts my heart sometimes because the talent in Delaware is incredible, bro. Mm. It's out of this world. But a lot of those dudes got caught up. Get caught up. And a lot yeah. of those dudes couldn't see their own greatness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I seen dudes. I mean, bruh. Like just like you see the talent, but they don't see it in themselves right. to actually like yeah. harness it and yeah. do something with the shit. Absolutely. Now, how do you meet Greg? Greg and I met in high school. I okay. was like best friends with his sister. Mm-hmm. Weird. He was best friends with my brother, mm. not related at all. Like he he just gravitated to my brother. Right. I gravitated to his sister. Mm. He, me and his sister never dated. All about the ass. Yeah, nothing like <laughs> that. I think we came real, 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 <laughs> real, real close. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she told me I broke her heart a little bit, uh, not going to the prom with her. Yeah. It's always one of Yeah, yeah, one yeah. One bad but, decision away from. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at that time... I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. That's, yeah, we, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, when you get a certain age, you be reminiscing. You be like, man, why didn't we? What happened to her? Right. Yeah, it's like, damn, I shouldn't have did that. But me and her, me and me and Jen, shout out to Jen, mm-hmm. uh, Greg's sister, we're still super tight. We're we're still like, almost like still best friends that don't see each other that much. Mm. Jay and um, my brother Jay and Greg are still like close, not as close, but um, that's how we met. Okay. Now, after high school, you go to the University of Delaware, mm-hmm. and you're studying ju- journalism. Mm-hmm. Is Greg in school too, or he's Mm-mm. just Greg okay. went to a school in Philly mm-hmm. that's more music based. I I can't call the name at the moment. At mm-hmm. the moment, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now in school, you're writing for the paper. Yeah, I'm writing. I, I started out writing for the black paper, mm-hmm. and it was almost in response. You know, like I said, I'm a rebel, mm-hmm. and I was responding to the racism on our on our school campus. You know, okay. So a lot of my writing for the black student paper, which was the Pomosia, mm-hmm. which means unity, or no, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it means unity. Mm-hmm. There's a whole phrase that means something else, but anyway, yeah, it got you. Yeah, but um, Pomosia. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of writing. Wasn't that good. You know wasn't what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that good. So, so you could look back on it and be like, eh. Yeah, but I was I was mainly going at the um, you know, I was representing for the black people in the yard. Mm-hmm. And um I found a lot of power in that. Mm. You know, that was my voice. I wasn't I was still pretty shy back then. Mm. I wasn't outward as much, you know, as I was uh, as I am now. Mm. So I found a voice. And then one day, white dude is like, Sean Neary, I'll never forget him, because mm-hmm. he really changed my life. Shout out to Sean Neary. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, man, why don't you come up to our paper, help us do a better job? Mm. You know, they were messing up frat, frat names. I mean, they were just messing up. Yeah, yeah. They even had a black editor-in-chief at one point, and he, you know, wasn't one of, one of us quotes, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, one of them. And I said, sure, Sean, I'll come up there, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed the um, atmosphere, the camaraderie, mm. um, you know, they in some ways embraced me, in other ways they didn't, mm. but I liked going to an office, and it was a lot of creativity in that office. I was one of the only black people up there. Mm. I was definitely the only hip-hop, real hip-hop head up there, mm. you know, so I got to represent. Now, you're also a cartoonist. Yeah. Or, or, or were. 
Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I could have easily went a whole nother route. You know, a lot of people that know me know I do Comic Con every year. Mm-hmm. I could have easily been a comic book artist, and I, and a lot a lot of me now wishes I continued to do that. That's where I was going. Yeah, but <laughs> I used to draw comics for the paper, and I would do mad subliminal com- messages to to quote unquote my people. Mm. Um, I got pretty disrespectful there, you know. <laughs> and my homeboy would say, yo, man, stop dissing that dude. You know what I mean? Because mm. I would diss people, and it wasn't really cool, you know, in, in retrospect. It wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had a lot of anger, man. My dad died, you know, when I was in college, and mm. I, I was very angry and hostile, and I had a lot of emotions and depression, too, like, quite, quite frankly. It was sadness yeah. that I would kind of cover up with being angry. You know what mm. I mean? So I did a lot of stupid stuff mm. that I I don't know if I could say I regret it because some of those guys deserved it. it. Yeah. yeah, it needed to happen. Right. <laughs> so now you mentioned Comic Con, so you went this past Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get a chance to go. Now, mm-hmm. how was it? It was dope. I go to yeah. every Comic. I mean, man, I've been to so many Comic Cons. By the way, for anybody out there that's going to Comic Cons now, I've been. I was going to Comic Cons in the eighties. Right. You know what I mean? Before it was cool. Before it was, it was like, black people there. It's like five hundred people, maybe five. Right. Like a thousand when it was people. corny, yeah. nerdy, whatever. I was. Well, I say uh, I went to a Comic Con in the eighties. Mm. Um, and um, I love it, man. I only got to go two days this year because of um the BT Hip Hop Awards, mm-hmm. which was on that on that Saturday. So I went to that um you know, right in the middle of Comic-Con, but uh, I love it, man. You know, we're, I'm a creative person, and I, I have a whole nother brain that works in a whole different way mm-hmm. than even journalism, which is kind of fact-based, you know? Yeah. More like, a, you know, being in the middle, not having an opinion, or can't mm-hmm. be to this or to that. Yeah. You have to be the observer. You're not really the artist, you know? Mm-hmm. So Comic-Con allows me to, to chop it up with, the crazy people, you know, I'm a nut in the yeah, just in, geek out, you yeah. know, let your head down, chill for a little bit, yeah, man, be around the like-minded. That's definitely where my future is, and I'm trying to worm my way in if these guys will give me some respect. You know what I mean? I mean, if you cool with DMC and you a writer and a cartoonist, I don't see why comic books wouldn't be like the natural progression for you. Yeah, well, D- <laughs> man, listen. First of all, shout out to DMC. Now, DMC, code wise, here's the code, man. DMC said. I can draw in a lyric. Mm. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then later on, I found out his favorite superhero was the Incredible Hulk, like me, mm-hmm. that he read comic books, like me. Mm-hmm. And I could tell he was the quiet, he called himself the Quiet Storm. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Right. You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. I loved that, yo. Mm. I, most rappers were just, oh, loud, braggadocious. Mm. DMC was quiet. Mm. And you know what I mean? Like the silent dude who just stood there but you knew not to mess with him right right so i say all that to say this man to have that dude as what i would call a friend Mm. is like mind-blowing it's to some kid right now that's like being friends with drake or you know kendrick lamar Mm. or you know whatever you like 21 savage or whoever quavo or something yeah i like i'm I'm like that sometimes i got certain names on my phone i'm like i can't believe i got this motherfucker i can't believe i'm cool with him Crazy. Now, I saw something that you put on YouTube where you did, like, the wackest superhero. Mm, right, right, right. Now, I want to ask you, who's the wackest villain to you? The wackest villain? Ooh, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one because the wackest popular villain? Uh, 
Yeah, let's do someone that. Someone that people know. Pe- someone that people like know. Like the penguin or something. Yeah, penguin, the yeah. Riddler. The penguin like is whack. Like, what does yeah. he do? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, really to this day don't quite don't know. know. He's like just a big overweight dude with a long nose that I don't really even know, don't what, really he know what he does. I don't really know what he does. Yeah. Um, if you go on movies, I might have to say like Mr. Freeze when he was in the, the Batman and Robin right. shit. Yeah, uh, but that was like just trash movie, period. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? If you want to go like Marvel, I say like Toad. Like X Men, right, 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 <laughs> something like that. Now, when did you get into comics? Um, as a super young kid, super mm. young kid. I, um, wow, man. I mean, I guess if I'm being true to to the game, something on TV I saw. You know what I mean? Um, something. You know, I'm not sure, man. To be honest with you, it's almost like it was a part of me. Mm. from the very early on like my brother and I were Batman and Robin and my um granddad mm. used to call me Batman and him Robin right. something I might <laughs> add that has scarred my brother for life <laughs> right like he did, on Facebook the other day he was like I'm Batman now I was yeah. like I was like okay bro right, you got that yeah you got We've that grown, you got that now you got that but um nah comic books I just, I started you know as a young young child I loved it because it represented me in every form like and I, I really again gravitated to the to the the I identification, which is in hip hop too, of having two personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, of being like a Peter Parker, like shy, young, shy, you know, in the books type of dude, mm-hmm. but then being a superhero on this other side of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what hip hop is to me as well. Mm. So the Incredible Hulk is also same kind of deal, except he has super strength, mm-hmm. which I totally identified with. You right. know what I'm saying? And so, you know. So comics more so gave you, I guess, confidence. I want to say, or absolutely, it, it, man. Like, yeah. Listen, make no mistake about it, bro. Like, like Stanley wrote these stories of like you got this mild mannered person that can transform into this larger life being. Absolutely, type yes, of thing. facts. So now, what did Stan Stanley's death? Do to you. Oh my God, bro! Oh my, why are you gonna ask me that? I mean, because listen, Stanley is a <laughs> Jewish old white man mm-hmm. from that Brooklyn. changed my life, everyone's life, right? <laughs> everyone's life. So for me, for him to die, and for me to cry over that, mm-hmm. it's weird. Like it's straight weird, mm-hmm. and it and it's weird in that yo, he opened my life up mm-hmm. to something that. I would never have experienced New York City, for example. I'd have never experienced New York City had it not been for Stan Lee, right? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like I say that metaphorically yeah, before yeah, yeah. I even went to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he died, well, first of all, I would say I was blessed mm. to grace his presence three, four times. That's crazy. I met him three times. One was a sort of meet, and yo, every time I saw him, like, well, the first time it was just like. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. For taking this picture type of thing. Second time, I said, I love you, man. Mm. Um, Third time, which was with DMC, I said, thank you. You changed my life. Mm. And we, you know, gripped it up, whatever, and um, got to, you know, briefly hang out. Mm. And the other time, um, it was, you know, just in passing. Mm. But, I mean, he meant everything to me. It's weird, but he did. It's yeah. crazy, man. And I mean, and he yeah. meant everything to a lot of people. A lot of people. Pete Rock, like me. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, everybody felt the same. And you know, when you're growing up, you don't you 
think you're alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Until you, you know, you get this community. It's like, yeah. oh, maybe I'm not. Maybe it's someone out there like me that like And then you find those people like, yo. Absolutely. Stan Lee made that possible. Yes, sir. Now, why hasn't your love for comics bled over in, onto the website? Um, Are you keeping it like strict, like the two separate? Or is it just like you haven't found a happy medium between the two? Um, well, here's what it is. is is, is people who... Um, People who were with us at the very beginning will see things that you won't see now. Mm. Like I would literally draw pictures for the site, mm. pull them in Photoshop, color them, blah blah blah. You mm. know, like. But as the web expands and time becomes tighter, and you got to get more in depth or whatever the case may be, it, you lose that. But you know, you still see it on there. If you Google all hip-hop and Comic-Con, you'll see a lot of our content. Mm. You'll see Gene Gray. You'll see DMC. You'll see Prodigy of Mob Deep. You'll see, um, peep, you know, you'll see me on panels, you know, and it's all there. It's just a little harder to see because it's so crowded. Mm. Yeah. Now, did you ever think that all hip-hop would make it this far? Um, did you that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, yes. Uh, yo, man, listen, when you start talking 20 years, like, yeah, who, that's a, you can't even conceive that when you're starting a company. Like, I know a lot of shit that falls in 20 years. Like, marriages don't last 20 years. Right. Who does something for 20 years? Like, you know, that's crazy to have a hip-hop site that started in 98. Right. It's 2019, so that's right. 20 plus years of content, having a site up, trials and tribulations, and you're still here. Right. I mean, dude, um, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a trick question. I mean, I'm gonna have to say no. Mm. And that's just because we couldn't conceptualize 20 years back then, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, I, I know you couldn't foresee the digital age the way it is now Mm -hmm. and the natural progression is you want to do something in hip hop and you want to do something with columns and journalism. Right. Start a magazine. Right. You know, you tried that and it didn't work. So you do all hip hop and now you're the first one with this online content. So it's like, you're kind of like the forefathers of this thing. Yeah. And you don't imagine it going this far, but it has lasted this long. Yep. Now, um, when did you realize that you were on to something when it came to all hip hop? We were, we knew we were on to something very early, very early. Um, maybe 2000. Mm-hmm. We really hit our stride because at that point, I had moved to New York. Um, we had started something called the um, News Alerts. So we were the first company, period, to send wireless news content. Mm. You know, now you get alerts, notifications, you get all types of things on your phone. Very normal now. Right. But in the early 2000s, yeah. you send in, you know, messages and news and information to Jay-Z and Russell Simmons and mm-hmm. Diddy and you know, 3,000 other people in the music industry, mm. you you making a difference. Right. And they, and and they, it was on at that point. They're starting to notice. Yeah, they started not only to notice, but they wanted to buy us. And, you know, when you broke, which we were, mm. and Russell offers you X amount of dollars, you might want to sell. But you, <laughs> yeah. you don't even know that that's not a huge number. Mm-hmm. You like, oh, 
I'm broke. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I give Greg a lot of credit because mm. Greg was the one that was like, Stuck nah, to the guns and hold tight. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, yo, let's do this. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you broke it, anything sound good. <laughs> Bruh. And while I do think some of those opportunities we could have taken advantage of, mm-hmm. um, i.e. Jay-Z, maybe that would have been one we should have you know, considered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we might not be here right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I don't think we're, you know, not to divulge too much info, but I don't, we weren't ready at that point. You know, you got to understand, man, the money we were making back then, mm-hmm. you know, and this is out of our own sweat equity, is, was insane. Mm. You know. I can only imagine the traffic yeah. that y'all was getting in the, yeah. because like I said, I was on that website every fucking day. Right. Right. So So it's not in hindsight it's 2020, so I'm not really even going to say that. I'm going to say that I believe that we could have exploited some of those opportunities better. Mm-hmm. But selling probably would not have been smart. Right. Now, what was that trend transition from Delaware to New York like? For me it was nothing. Really? It absolutely nothing. My so, Tim's in <laughs> Delaware right. were the same Tim's in Brooklyn. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So you went from Delaware. So you went from New Newark, Delaware to Brooklyn? Yeah. Shit, that's a well to me that, that would have been a hell of a transition. Nah. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you something, man. Ah, yeah. and I don't I don't want this to come off the wrong way. I don't want to sound like a tough guy or none of that. Nah, just say it, you know. But my walk is my walk. Mm. I never I've never had an issue. Uh I don't fear anything. But not even that, just like the environment has to be. It's not a shock, though, man. I mean, I had lived fast paced. No? I I, I was built for it, man. That's Mm. that's really all I could say is I was built for it. I was built for the city. I was built for Brooklyn. You know, because listen, when I, (laughs) by the time the late 90s came, 2000s, I was a different person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I had told you in those, um, you know, when I was talking about the Run DMCs and the EPMDs and the De La Souls and the Public Enemies, mm-hmm. by the, I mean, you know, you're talking ten years after that, over mm-hmm. ten years after that, I was a different person. So I was ready for Brooklyn by that point. Mm-hmm. So my transition was easy breezy, mm-hmm. like it was nothing, and I mean that with an exclamation point, or a mm. period, however you want to say it, it was nothing. Because the, all hip-hop, we right. want to do an exclamation point. <laughs> right, ex- right, exactly. <laughs> the only thing I will say is the industry was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through a lot of, tr- uh, you know, struggles, you know, getting jobs and working and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, that was tough. Mm. You know, so, I, um, you know, that was tough, but it was, you know, again, I was built for it, man. I, I relished it. In that man, I swam in those waters. You know right, what I'm right. saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. So I loved it, man. I mean, I look back on those struggles and I share exclusively in some of those struggles because Greg didn't move to New York. Mm. My homeboy did, but he was not an owner of all hip hop. Mm. So he had a job sometimes or he, you know, went on and did his thing. Right, right. You know, so I had a different path and a different, you know, path in that regard too Mm -hmm. yeah now being that you've seen so many eras of hip-hop without putting your age out there it's all good (laughs) um now is hip-hop hard to relate to these days not really some of it is 
Um, my thing is, I love and appreciate almost every aspect of hip hop. Mm. Now, do I listen to everything and everybody all the time? Mm. Absolutely not. Right. Do I think a lot of people are garbage? Absolutely. But on the flip side, mm -hmm. just before you say that, I think a lot of people are dope. So I listen to just about everything, just a little more of some parts and a little less of other parts. Mm -hmm. Now, you said you just said you find a lot of people dope and a lot of people that's trash, right? Mm -hmm. Now, do you find yourself having to play the game of I can't say this in case we want exclusives exclusive from this trash ass artist. Like, do you find yourself having to play that game of, you know, being nice and fake and not fake, but just being, I guess, cordial and not being, you know, as I'm not fake. I respect everybody. Yeah, you, you can respect people, but yeah. it's like, like with this show, I don't talk to motherfuckers that I don't I don't want to talk to. Yeah. So you know, your music can be you know popping. You can have all the buzz in the world. If I don't like your music, I don't like you. So yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Right, you I feel that you on that, thing, so. and I'm I'm t I'm I'm like that to a certain degree too. Mm. I would say though, I just let a lot of my younger associates do some of those interviews and some of that content. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it because it's not for <laughs> right, me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Lil Tecca is not for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just not, and he, he never will be. He has an interesting story. He has an interesting story. That's dope. Yeah, from what I heard. But it, it don't even yeah. look right, me sitting next to him talking to it him. It don't. Visually, it just doesn't even look right. Yeah, because I saw your interview with Ice-T, and that's, you know, that's more, yeah. Yeah. Speed. I talked to Ice-T for two hours straight mm -hmm. on camera mm -hmm. and four plus off camera. Right. You know what I mean? So it's nothing wrong with saying that ain't my lane. And it's nothing wrong with also saying I respect what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing wrong with saying that it ain't for me. It's for another demographic. Mm -hmm. And we can have all the respect in the world. All I can say is that one challenge that all hip-hop does have is making that conversion to a younger demo and serving hip-hop in general, mm -hmm. which is a tough conversation to have. Okay. You know? Now, who do you listen to? Um... That's a good question, but now that I have my phone in front of me, I could tell you who I listen to. Okay. Now, I love um, Griselda and them. Right, you know right. What I mean, Conway and all those guys. Westside Gun. Yeah, Westside Gun, Benny, um, and and pretty much all the babies they produce. Right. There's like <laughs> yeah. a whole era now of kind of like dudes that sound like them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, um, Rhapsody, definitely Little Brother, um, Meek Mill. I like Drake. Mm. I like Kendrick, J. Cole, you know, and all the guys under that umbrella, you know, like that whole crew, mm. Earth Gang. Um, mm. You know, I, I like, a, uh, you know, I like a lot of stuff, man. Um, Mick Jenkins, you know what I mean? That's yeah, my Yeah, that's a throwback you know. one, yeah. man. Yeah, he's still out here, A lot though. of people ain't, ain't up on Mick Jenkins, man. Yeah, Mick Jenkins is dope. Dope, man. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on, man. I say the only difference. Difficulty I have is catching Cat's whole albums. You know, I hate, I sort of hate the playlist situation because when I listen to your album once, I like gravitate to that one or two songs mm. and I put it in my playlist and then I don't, and I don't really listen to the whole yeah. album again. And I really think that I would love to see artists get back to making projects that we can digest in full. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That slow, 
you know, process of making a whole album mm-hmm. like Kendrick still does or right, right. Cole Drake even to to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, still does. Meek Mill still does. You right. know, and they're they're actually older guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't feel like I'm getting that from cats that are under thirty too much. Mm-hmm. They don't even make three minute songs a lot of times. Sometimes songs be like there's a couple dudes a couple, though. Yeah, you got your YBN Cordae. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and I should have mentioned him. He's yeah. dope. Yo, but hold on, hold on. Before I before I carry on, there's this dude. Yo, there's this guy. I gotta shout him out. He, that I love, and his name is Big Baby Scumbag. And yo, <laughs> I love names, this dude. <laughs> he, yo, he's so dope. He's he reminds me of like a wild version of ODB. He's in, he's he's phenomenal. Like man. on the same vein as ODB. He's like, like? kind of like in the same vein, but he don't rap like ODB. But when you hear him, you gonna I if you like ODB, you'll like this dude. I'm definitely gonna check this yeah. shit out. <laughs> but he raps over like three six mafia beats though. Oh okay. yeah. So he's a little he's different, but mm. so not that many people will make that connection. But he's dope. All right, got you. Um, a couple more questions. Right. Um, do you still have the same love? For the game, I love years. the game. Yo, listen, yo. After, I mean, after I'm twenty trying, years, I'm pretty sure you seen some bullshit. You didn't been I through still some bullshit. See it. I've been through. Listen, you're gonna bro, go through more bullshit, but it's like does it ever man, get tiring? My life is a movie. Mm-hmm. Me and Greg's life is a miniseries. Mm-hmm. All hip hop. I mean, look, it's the craziest story that has never been told, mm-hmm. and we're shopping it. So I say all that to say this, man. I love the game, bro. I can't, like, I cannot tell you how much I love the game. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, it's so much more for all hip hop to do. Like, let me let me be very, very clear. Mm -hmm. Sticking to your guns has its benefits. Mm -hmm. That's a quote right there. And we are reaping benefits now that other people will never see Mm. and that is an awesome feeling Mm. you know you can't really tell a story i mean i could be dead wrong but it's something about having your own platform yeah i mean like having a platform that's on someone else's platform that they own Mm -hmm. like billions are being made from instagram right billions are being made from twitter Mm mm-hmm I'm sorry, but if your platform is on those platforms, then it's Means their story to tell. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? We have our own platform 21 years, bro. And I, I love it, man. And I, I I'm so appreciative to everyone that's ever supported us. My whole, like, crew, the gun show. Our crew used to be called The Gun Show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to celebrate one of my friends tonight, Kathy, who wrote a book. Shout so you've out. seen, yeah, you've mm-hmm. seen what you what impact you've had Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so do i have the same love bro it's obsessive it's (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't even tell you how much love i have for the game and greg too we are obsessed with this culture Mm -hmm. okay all right so my last thing is right whatever happened to ill seed and ike turner jr where the hell they been ill seed and who ike turner jr well, Ike Turner Jr. <laughs> got discontinued. I used to love them niggas. I used to love them niggas, man. I'm surprised man. you mentioned him <laughs> because Ike Turner Jr. is just got had to get killed. <sighs> it was a it was too much disrespect. It was mm. too misogynistic. 
That was not me, by the way. Um, we don't <laughs> disclose the identities. That's the thing. I used to think that one of them was you. Well, yeah. We don't disclose the identities, but I got to say, nah. And I wasn't really with that guy. Mm. It was too much, man. And that was that's that's the probably the dark, the dark side of all hip hop. Mm-hmm. Ill Seed <laughs> actually is still around doing the rumors, but it's obviously not the same as back then mm. because everybody does rumors and gossip and stuff. Mm. It's a whole different story now. Like back then, we were privy to all this information. And we funneled it all through Illseed and funneled it all through the rumors. Mm-hmm. You would know who was gay. You would know who was doing an album. You would right. know who was collaborating. Mm. And you would be able to say that. You would be able to piss off the labels. Now, every rapper is on Instagram. Every rapper is on live. Every rapper is on Twitter. Every, you know, they telling their own they secrets. Their own they story, ratting yeah. on each other. They right. snitching on each other. They want to fight each other in public. Mm. I mean, the cops are having a field day with it right yeah. now. It's you know what I'm saying? So... Um, Ike Turner's dead. Ike Turner <laughs> Jr. is dead. God mm. rest his soul. And Ill Seed is alive, and we're still looking for, you know, cartoon opportunities with Ill Seed to mm. this day. We haven't really found it. We we talked to Aaron Magruder about Ill Seed, mm-hmm. and Aaron mm. Magruder hit us with that fee. Mm. We was trying to collaborate, but he right. hit us with that fee. Like, yeah, yeah. and we stopped <laughs> right, yeah. right there. That was the last. I hit you. I let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> We was like, ooh, we didn't know you was going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> right. Well, man, we got to go. I got a couple more questions, but we might have to do a round two. But I'm working on something I got to do with comic books, and I'd love for you to be a part of it if I could, you know, okay. get you. So, Yo, man, yo, yeah. I just want to say thank you. Mm. I appreciate being here, man. I appreciate anybody that wants to talk with me. Mm. Um, it's a crowded world right now. Yeah, it's so a crowded. It's an oversaturation of podcasts, yeah. media in general, yeah. and you know, you you try your best to separate yourself from the crowd, but yeah. that's why you don't yeah. see me doing it. Yeah, you don't see, I don't have a podcast. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't. I hate doing things that everyone else is doing. But I, I just celebrated four years. I feel like I got. In like the ground floor of this thing. Yeah, I mean, salute. even though podcast been going on, thank you, been Big going salute. on for like years and years mm-hmm. before that, before people found out it was just like a app on your phone that you can click. Mm-hmm. But I celebrated four years, so I feel like I'm not one of the, like the newbies, quote unquote. Nah, that's big. So you know, salute. Trying, man. Thank you. So, uh, Chuck, what can they find you? What can they reach you? You can reach me at all. Oh God, no, no. All hip hop. You can reach at all hip hop. C O M all hip hop. Com. You can reach me at Chuck Creekmer, C-R-E-E-K-M-U-R. And, uh, you know, everywhere else, man. I'm in these streets. All right, man. Appreciate you for coming, man. And uh, one thing's for certain. We too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. I go by the name of Domino. That's Jigsaw. And we out of here. Peace. Domino, motherfucker, what's that? C'est tout ce qu'on a fait.